Welcome to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show, an exploration of what is beyond logical and explainable that actually empowers each of us to be creating, living, and loving our lives. What if the life that actually works for you makes no sense, is totally unpredictable, and goes way outside of the box of conventionality? Would you let yourself have it? And now, join your host, Keisha Clark, for this week's adventure in Living Beyond Linear. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great, big, magical, amazing, delicious, delightful world. Hello and welcome to Living Beyond Linear with me, Keisha Clark, as your host, and I happen to have my co-host, Lillaroo, here with me, too. We're in our place. We are ready to rock and roll today. It is, oh my goodness, it's November, guys. How did, wow, hello. And, you know, time is just one of those things we created to mark our calendar. So, not really a big deal. Just kind of amazing. And it seems like it's just whizzing right on by. <laughs> and are we enjoying the ride? Um, yeah, pretty much. I can actually say yes, um, in a weird kind of beyond linear way, actually. <laughs> so, uh, is that any surprise to anyone? Um, so if it is your first time coming to play or landing on this page, however, wherever and whenever you're doing it, thanks for stopping by. I so appreciate you taking a moment to see if this blows your hair back. And if it's not your first time, if you've been coming to play with me and us for a while now, thank you so much for the contribution you are being to me and to this show and to the conversations and to this station here on Inspired Choices Network. So grateful for all of you who come and play in all of the different ways you come and play. It really actually contributes massively to what we're all creating um, and to each of us individually as well. So how does it get even awesomer? Um, what do I do? Well, I actually challenge you to stop asking your life to make sense. That's my work. It's living beyond linear. It's getting outside the box. It's going beyond everything you can explain and make sense of and figure out or at least have the illusion that you're figuring it out. <laughs> and when we get beyond that, when we're willing to let go of that or any of the need for it to make sense to us, we can actually find things that actually work for us in ways that really don't make a whole lot of sense according to conventional reality, but actually magically uh, expand our life and give us new awareness, new insight, new clarity to make different choices to create our life in a different way that is actually way more fun, way more productive, and um, I like the side effects of that. So... <laughs> So if you want to play with that for just a few minutes or maybe even longer, welcome and um, enjoy the show um, if it's something that blows your hair back, as I said. Today's topic is um, – it's a topic that kind of waved at me and I kind of – I just looked at it and I was like, well, I, I get – sort of the, the play on words, because I'm a big, I love to play with words, play with the energy of words, what are we creating, we're all spellcasters in some form, we just, um, some of us are not acknowledging that yet, <laughs> and we might not be creating what's really fun for us to be creating. So, when I first got the, the, the hit, the guidance, the nudge from today's topic, um, I looked at the play on words, so what is today's topic, it is the highest common denominator 
So, yes, don't worry. You, you don't have to be mathematically inclined to enjoy today's conversation or to participate. Not, math skills are not required. Um, but we are simply having a bit of fun with a different perspective of a mathematical phrase that has been interestingly applied to describe particular types of people in society that actually that phrase does not have anything to do with with what it mathematically means. <laughs> so the word denominator actually refers to parts that make up a whole. Uh-huh. So what awareness and or knowing with a capital K might we be hiding from ourselves about our parts and being whole? And are we willing to know with a capital K beyond the lowest or least things we have in common with each other? Yes. Oh, yes. There's... There's some interesting adventures we're creating and choosing and having in our lives, um, in, in, our, in our time in the world right now. And I don't think it's any coincidence. I, I'm not a big believer in coincidence. Um, <clears throat> but I want to play with today. Yes, we could just very quickly go to, so what if we just look for the things we have in common that are the highest, the higher, the you know, higher vibration? Yes, we could say that. Absolutely, we could say that. And... Um, that's, it's one thing to say, <laughs> it's easy to just like, you know, spout it out a little bit and then you can just kind of keep going and not really have to be getting present with it. And today what I want to play with in our 50-ish or so minutes we have left together is really looking at it, really getting present with it, really discovering what is it for each of us. What, are, what And when I ask what are we aware of and what do we know with a capital K, if you listen to any of my shows, my knowing with a capital K is referring to the beyond cognitive knowing that you bring with you um, that really never has to be something you're cut off from unless you're just not willing to have it. Um, it's, it's our awareness. It's our, it's our presence. Um, some people might call it our wisdom. Some people might call it um, our our intuition, it doesn't really matter how you refer to it. Um, there's no quiz on the best words to use for this, what we're describing. It's just really, uh, this is an invitation to dive in and go beyond trying to make it make sense. Because remember, we're not going to ask anything to make sense. Um, and I just really want to play with this and see uh, if we stir up the dirt a little bit. What do we find? And what could we actually change in the way we are relating to ourselves and each other? Um, so the lowest common denominator is the phrase in, in, in math and in, in also that is applied often to certain people in society. And it's interesting because the, in math, <laughs> the phrase does not mean the same thing in the way that people use it to apply to people, um, which is interesting. There's just a little something there. It's like, well, how did that happen? And yet... Um, as we talked about many times on this show and on a number of the shows on this network, um, the things that we do with words and phrases, it's kind of silly in many, in many respects. Um, we use a lot of words that mean things that often are not the same as what we think they mean. Or we use a lot of words uh, as a skewed um, form of the word, a skewed application of the word, or in some cases just an outright misapplication of the word. Because words actually, many of the words we use today were actually um, began to be used in, um, or, or they have their root or their essence in a very different energy, a very different application 
than how we use them in our conventional modern world. So it's what I find is we're using oftentimes a lot of words in the creation of our reality, in the creation of our life, in the constructing of our life, if you will. And the energy of those words, if it's if we're misapplying it, we're using it to mean one thing, but the energy, the sort of the imprint <laughs> in that word and our unconscious awareness, if you will, of what the essence of that word actually is, um, is still present. So what we're bringing in with the energy of the words we're using is not necessarily what we truly desire to be creating in many respects. Now that's something that I see. It's something I realized I was doing in my life. And it's something I work with people um, to become more cognitively aware of as a part of the work that I do. So one of the questions I love to, to play with, and you'll hear it on my commercial break, is what would it be like to function from the entirety of our existence? And if you've listened to any of my shows, you've probably heard me ask that a few times, <laughs> maybe a few more than a few. And I love that question. I love what it activates when I ask it, every single time I ask that question. And I love what can show up when we're willing to know, or at least know a little bit more of what it might be like to function from the entirety of our existence. Um, so is it an absolute that we have to forget things while we're here in this singular lifetime? I That doesn't necessarily apply for me. Now, does it mean that we have to know everything and we have to get it correct on a test? <laughs> and that's interestingly where a lot of people tend to go unconsciously is, well, if I know it, then I have to, to be different, I have to act different, I have to make different choices, and I'm supposed to get it right. And that's precisely how we get ourselves into a big old, uncomfortable, ugly spin cycle in many cases, is we start going into conclusion at um, the speed of sound. <laughs> so what if we came out of conclusion and we played with, um, today in today's case, the lowest common denominator and the highest common denominator? So I did kind of twist up the words. Um, it, it, it's, if you're going to use the highest in math, it's, it's actually not a highest common denominator. But what I wanted to play with is what could we recognize? What could we um, open ourselves up to and what could we crack open our awareness of that could maybe show us a way or begin to give us a way to relate to each other in a different way than what we're currently choosing. Um, and that's not to say that we're currently choosing something wrong. I just look around and I, I look at what we are choosing and what it is creating and the way we put our relationships together is really fascinating to me. So often we're putting our relationships together or we're creating our relationships out of the thing that we have in common that is like in the lowest of, of what is possible for us, the lowest vibrational capacity of what is possible for us. Now, um, if you've ever heard of Carolyn Mace or Mies, some people say Mies, some people say Mace, it's M-Y-S-S, -S, I believe. Um, she's been around for a while. You can Google her. <laughs> she's pretty brilliant and amazing and uh, an awesome creator. And she is a medical intuitive. Primarily, that's how she is known in the world. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the, one of the first places I heard the term woundology bonding was in some of her studies, some of her work. 
and um, and it, it was kind of a big deal when I when I first was introduced to her work. She was relatively she'd probably been publicly working her her magic in the world about five to ten years when I first heard about her. And so we were at that phase in our in our lives in our in our story collectively that talk therapy was still very much a big deal. And the woundology notion uh it it really kind of popped open a lot of people's worlds and yet what i notice here even in today um is we're still finding that we're still seeking that in many respects we're still looking for the thing that we have in common that is the least of us or like the i don't want to say the lowest of us another piece to this conversation today that i just want to put onto the table is lowest and highest is not about a judgment I'm really looking at vibration and frequency, and just because something is a what we call a lower vibration, lower simply means, in the way I'm applying the term, it simply means a more base cre- uh, vibration. It's a it's a more dense vibration. Higher is a more uh, spacious vibration. It's a more open vibration. Um, it's a it's a less dense vibration. It's an expansive vibration, we could say. So this is not about putting a judgment on lower is a bad thing and higher is a good thing automatically. It's about looking at um, where are we willing to go with each other. And so firstly, let's look at how the the statement or the phrase lowest common denominator um, is often applied to people. It's usually uh, used when people are making a derogatory remark about someone or a group of people, which I think is... Interesting. <laughs> um, so there's all kinds of things. If you Google the phrase lowest common denominator, you can find all the different examples of how it's applied. Um, and there's a few articles that talk about how it is used often uh, and frequently in political campaigns. And there's some kind of something that we have in our collective conscience, if you will, about this phrase that it, it sticks us. And it's a very effective tool for people who like to, to play with manipulation. Um, now, I I will remind us all that we can be manipulated if we choose to be manipulated. If we're willing to give up our awareness, we can let ourselves be more easily manipulated by others and be at the effect of or put ourselves at the effect of their point of view. Um, and that doesn't mean we have to be. So just because people use this phrase and it might, we might be aware that there's a charge on that phrase, um, doesn't mean we have to be in reaction to it. So that's one of the things I would like to put into the conversation. And the, I think it's, it's always just kind of weird and fascinating to me at the same time, um, that we find ways to separate ourselves, um, and we're really creative when it comes to that. We we have like I don't know warehouses full of ways to separate ourselves. We're just we seem to use a lot of our brilliance um, to create that effect. And what I desire to uh, play with in my life and in this conversation and in the world as a part of what I do and just a part of who I be is what are the ways that we can change that for one? Um, And that's not so that we can all get together and have coffee in one big room. It's more so that 
we are being in allowance of each other and of where we are on our different paths and processes in our lives. Um, the notion that some people are doing their life right and other people are doing their life wrong has always just made me kind of cringe. <laughs> like, is there really a wrong way to do your life? You come here to have the adventure of you, not your neighbor, not your mom, or not your dad. And ironically, we can do a whole lot of mimicry and um, reproduction or replication of how our parents did their life. And uh, for many of us, we've spent a pretty fair amount of our time here <laughs> working through some things around that. And yet, we still get to choose. So, so when we're looking at vibration, what I would like to just play with is tapping into your awareness for each of us, to be tapping into our awareness. And if you're willing to play along, I just invite you to take a moment. If you're able to just kind of give yourself some space in this five seconds, um, just put down whatever you're, you're doing and just tap into your awareness of vibration. And when you, let's see, when you bring into your awareness the energy of an argument, the energy of resistance, the energy of resentment, just notice what happens in your body and notice what happens in the space. Does it get a little bit heavier? Does it get a little bit lighter? Does it feel like you got a knot in your throat or in your stomach? Or does your head kind of start to get to feel like it's thick? So each of us has the way um, that we interpret our awareness. Each of us has a way that our body, because our bodies have unique ways that they communicate with us. Um, so just notice like what comes up with that phrase, with that energy. And then take a breath, if you will, just a nice breath. It doesn't have to be extraordinarily deep. <laughs> just something to bring oxygen to your brain and move the energy a bit of where you were. And now bring into your awareness the energy of, um, let's see, the energy of children playing on the playground. <laughs> Did it make you smile? It kind of made me giggle, <laughs> which I'm, I'm sure you heard that. Um, so does that energy feel a little bit heavy or does it feel maybe a little bit lighter, a little more expansive? Did you feel some part of your body kind of feel like it opened up or relaxed? And did it make you have a, a sense of, oh, you know, like do you have memories of having a really good time on the playground with other kids? Yeah. And if you don't, that's okay too. So it might have gotten a little heavy for you. So again, there's no right or wrong way to respond. This is really just about looking at what occurs with these energies for you, with these different vibrations. So this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying the word vibration. It's just, it's another word for energy. And I know sometimes we get the eye roll when we hear the word energy. 
<laughs> I'm one of the people who says it kind of a lot. Um, and that's just a part of who I am and the work I do. So, so just notice what you notice and just kind of let yourself be with that. We're going to take a little commercial break here. And so I invite you to just let yourself kind of have some sort of marker, some sort of indicator that you can be more aware of in this few moments uh, for the way you notice energy. And then we're going to play with that more when we come back. You are listening to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show with Keisha Clark. That's me. And I'm here with Lilla Rue, who's in my lap doing the magical contribution that she does and that she is. And um, we're here on Inspired Choices Network having a fun time playing with exploration of the highest common denominator. And we'll be back after the break. What would it be like to function from the entirety of your existence? What if you included all of you in the creation of your life? The strange, the wonderful, and everything in between, with no expectation that it make any sense. Keisha Clark invites you to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show, an exploration of what is beyond logical and explainable that actually empowers each of us to be creating, living, and loving our lives. Join in the adventures every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show with your happily unconventional host, Keisha Clark. Bring your question on the show today. Call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255, in Canada at 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions to Keisha at livingbeyondlinear.com. Now, back to our show. Hello, 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 and we are back, forward, sideways, however we're moving it. <laughs> Welcome to the next segment of Living Beyond Linear. Today we are playing with, oh, here, with me, Keisha Clark, yes. <laughs> I'm still Keisha, um, and Lilla Rue is still here with me, too. Um, we are playing today with the highest common denominator, and before the break we were just kind of tapping into some of the energy or the vibrational qualities of different experiences of our lives just to get a sense of the flavor of it, the the signature of it or the feel of it, however that however you want to play with that. So, I want to build on this and um so when we talk about a denominator, as I said in the first part of the conversation, denominator actually refers to parts of the whole. And so 
if we look at all of us, we look at our collective presence here, um, no matter what belief structure or philosophies you might subscribe to, what is your awareness about us? What is your knowing <laughs> with a capital K if you're prepared to kind of dig in, tap in, tune in a little bit? Um, what do you notice when you think of the all of us? Um, do you find it to be true for you that we can actually be separated? Or is it? does it seem to be more true for you? Does it feel more true for you? Does it resonate more freely for you? Um, that we're actually parts of something bigger than ourselves. That we're actually parts of the whole. And yes, when you're playing with denominator or denomination in math, you know, um, there's really no limit to the number that you can play with. Um, but if we just apply that to the the, the whole of our collectiveness of our, um, some people might refer to it as collective conscious. I'm I'm looking at just what we're all doing here, this co-creation that we're all participating in, whether we're choosing to participate cognitively aware or not, <laughs> consciously aware or not. Um, we're, for me, what I notice is we're there's what really resonates for me is that we're still co-creating. We're involved in each other's realities. Um, but we can also see so many examples that our realities can be very different. Our realities can be um, dynamically different <laughs> relative to the points of view or the beliefs uh, or the philosophies that we're functioning from, functioning from at any given moment. So I've always been fascinated with the fact that a lot of us, for much of the time we're here, we do more separation than we do coming together or coordination or cooperation or co-creation consciously. Let me say conscious co-creation. We do way more separation and we use so many things to separate us. Our gender, uh, our belief structures, our tax brackets, <laughs> our location geographically where we live, um, our families, our clans, our lineage, our, our ancestors, our cultures. We use so many things to separate us. And we make so many judgmental points of view, um, or we try to make so many judgmental points of view, um, real and true, about each other and about ourselves. And so this lowest common denominator, I, I look at how we, we do our creation of relationship, our bonding, if you will. And when we are looking for the easiest, most apparent thing we have in common, it can be very easy to go to the place of what hurts us, what makes us angry, and what makes us feel like victims. Um, and I see this a lot, and I'm sure a lot of you are aware of this as well. 
um, it seems to be the most readily available thing that we can all talk about. And so as I'm as I'm saying this, I'm not asking us to stop having conversation about what might be painful for us or what has been painful for us or um, experiences that we've had that we want to process, we want to move through, or that we may in fact even be needing to impart that information because it may involve something legal or illegal, whatever the case may be, that, that, need, that requires attention, okay? So it's not about not talking about it. It's really more about looking at the emphasis we place on it and what is that creating. We talked about how we're using words that have, in many cases, a different energy than the way we are applying them. And I'm looking at the same type of thing with how we're choosing to create our relationships. In many cases, what I, what I notice is, and I've done this, I've so done this, and I will probably do it again just <laughs> because I'm still developing my awareness muscle. Um, but we, we, we begin to get to know each other from the place of our discontent, from the place of where we've been hurt or where we feel like we need to be righteously um, outspoken about. And those can be really good and powerful and potent creation points of relationship. And what I would like to just put into the mix here is when we're coming from that place of the heaviness, the density, the the lowest vibration, the lowest thing we might have in common, the the greatest intensity of density that we might have in common, what are we really setting in motion to create in that relationship? And that's what I want to look at. It's a part of what I want to look at with this. If we're creating the relationships that we are creating, primarily from our anger, our resentment, our hurt, um, our victimhood, our, our blame or our shame or our regret, if we're creating from those connection points, do you get a sense of the limitation of what we can actually create there? Can we really create relationships through those energies that will include the possibilities of changing that with each other. Yeah. Wow. There's like this enormous wave of emotion <laughs> that I am experiencing and perceiving. And it's as though we think that that's the best we can do is come together in our pain. And what if there's something far more available to us than what we've been willing to see or notice or acknowledge with all of this energies that we have in common, experiences that we have in common? Now, I will say, we are bombarded with this. This is in our movies, it's in our songs, it's in our stories, it's in pretty much every TV show known on all 500 million channels around the world. Um, so I get that this is a part, it's so much embedded in our 
collective realities. This is such a part of what we see every single day. So there's a lot of exposure to this. There's a lot of reinforcement to this. And it might have a place in our life. It might have a function and a um, uh, a benefit for us in some way. And and if it does, let's ask that to be more apparent to us. Um, certainly, if your job is anything in the personal development or the uh, counseling or um, any type of therapeutic field, um, certainly this is going to be a part of what you do in some way. This is going to be a part of your everyday conversations in some way, yes. And are you, are you having the conversations, are we having the conversations to actually look for something different to choose? Or are we having the conversations to simply reinforce the experience? And that's a huge difference there. If we're having the conversation to talk about just only how it made us feel, our body is simply reliving the trauma and we're not asking our body to change how it responds to the traumatic experience. Now, uh, an, another little piece of this is so often the application of the phrase the lowest common denominator or the least common denominator. But a lot of times I've heard it used as the lowest common denominator um, when it's applied in a societal uh, context, <laughs> if you will. It's referring to people who are the, the no goods, who are the lost causes, who are the, the idiots, who are the uneducated, who are, you know, a lot of people use it to make that kind of infer the uh, implication. And <laughs> this is another piece that a lot of us, um, I, I kind of get unconsciously, that we unconsciously bond through, is we aren't willing to hold ourselves in high esteem. We aren't willing to acknowledge that we we have, um, what's a good word here? <laughs> I know, the person who talks about words all the time. Yes, sometimes I have to really search for them. Um, the acknowledgement of, of our, I want to say potential, um, that, that the possibility that our brilliance is right here, right now. Um, and I don't want to, I'm trying not to use very lofty terms <laughs> because I know that if you grow up thinking you're stupid or buying the lie that you're stupid, um, you might hear the word brilliance and just have some automatic, you know, refusal kind of thing. Um, and yet, so many, I see so many people put themselves at a disadvantage because they've already bought the lie. They've already bought the belief or the point of view that they can't be as smart as fill in the blank or they can't be as successful as fill in the blank. And so it kind of compounds the cycle of the putting ourselves down, which of course also serves to reinforce this point of view about the lowest common denominator. 
that is trying to it's often used basically to try to imply or or make real that people can be less important than other people. And I just ask you, is that really true? When you strip away all of the parameters of society, culture, um, privilege or no privilege, income amount, um, location, when you strip away all of that, is it really true? Does anything give a person more value or less value compared to another person? There's a yes for some of us. And, and could it be that we're aware of that that is a popular point of view, that there is something that can make us less or more valuable than someone else? What is your awareness telling you here? So is it, this is just what I want to play with. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not asking any of this to make sense. I'm not asking us to find filters to put it through so that it's neat and tidy and predictable because it, it's not. More often, it's kind of messy in the sense that it's, it shows up in a way that we can't really um, interpret it in the way we're used to interpreting our lives or what goes on in our lives. So it, it requires us to get a little messy. It requires us to um, get a little uncomfortable, or in some cases, a lot uncomfortable. And it requires us to look at our own points of view about ourselves. And if we are so willing to quickly, like in the blink of an eye, go to the points of view about ourselves that are that are derogatory, that only look at the lowest possible vibration that we could have in common, what are we really setting up for ourselves? And what are we really setting up for our children? And what are we really setting up for our partners, our lovers, or any of the people who look to us as, as a participant in their lives? But primarily, what are we setting up with ourselves, first and foremost? So what is it about lowest common denominator? And what, what could the highest common denominator be? Now, I know the word highest for many people can be, you know, you might say, well, that's a limitation because the highest means something. Well, okay, we don't have to get anal about the word highest. <laughs> what if we could say higher common denominators? Okay. It's really about looking at if I was not focusing on the uncomfortable, awful things we might have in common, what else could I see in this person? What else could I be aware of with this person? And what else could I be acknowledging in my own life, in my own world, that I could be offering into the world? That I could be offering into my conversations, that I could be offering into my relationships, that I could be offering into my, my work role? What else can I be aware of about me? And am I willing to acknowledge 
well, to first notice and acknowledge that there's more to me than the uncomfortable events that shaped my life. Yeah. So a lot of us have defined ourselves by the traumatic experiences we've had, and we've we've kind of unconsciously cut off the definition. We've left it at the extent of those traumatic experiences. And what if we have created our lives to include those traumatic experiences for whatever, well, I won't say for a reason. I'm not a big... I'm not a big proponent of that philosophy. It's it's really more of the recipe we've chosen to play with, the recipe of choices and the recipe of energies and the recipe of connection points that we've chosen to play with. That's how we've created what we've created so far. We didn't just wake up and go, I think I really want to be screwed over so badly that I'm like angry at the whole world so that I'll learn about kindness. Because <laughs> it's just, we don't, I don't notice that we do that. Some people think we do. That is not what I see occur in most of <laughs> the lives that of the people that I get to work with or play with. It's not that we wake up and say, I'm going to choose something horrible to happen so I can learn about something positive. It just does not. <laughs> I just don't see us do it that way. We're often making choices either in our awareness or not so much in our awareness and that is largely how we create the the recipes for the experiences we have it's not necessarily because we're directly choosing to get screwed over or to be abandoned or to be abused it's it's a part of the recipe of our choices okay so Whew, I know, we're we're kind of touching on some stuff <laughs> in the tender parts of our bodies and our beings, and it's really beautiful. So thank you for being willing to play with this with me, and you don't have to share it with anyone if you don't want to. You don't have to post it on social media if you don't want to. It's, this is just for you. This is about opening some doors, opening some spaces and some places to play with something different and to to shift the vibrational quality to shift our perspective and i like to say we shift our perspective and we shatter our limitations so i'm just going to ask you to keep breathing we're going to take a quick little break here so we can all just kind of collectively whew, get present take a breath and we'll see where this next segment takes us. You are listening to Living Beyond Linear radio show with myself, Keisha Clark, and my beautiful co-host, Lila Rue. Whew, we're inviting you to keep breathing and come back to play with us some more here on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. What would it be like to function from the entirety of your existence? What if you included all of you in the creation of your life? The strange, the wonderful, and everything in between, with no expectation that it make any sense. Keisha Clark invites you to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show, an exploration of what is beyond logical and explainable that actually empowers each of us to be creating, living, and loving our lives. Join in the adventures 
every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You are listening to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show with your happily unconventional host, Keisha Clark. Bring your question on the show today. Call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255, in Canada at 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions to Keisha at livingbeyondlinear.com. Now, back to our show. Hey, hey, my lovelies. Welcome back, Forward Sideways, however you got here. Thanks for coming back to play some more. We're here on the next segment of Living Beyond Linear Radio Show with me, Keisha Clark, and Melinda Roo. Um, wow, we're diving into some really cool stuff here, and I thank you so much um, for being willing to play with this, even just a teeny tiny bit, for those of you who were just sort of like trying to dip your toe in there. Um, it's it's cool. However you're doing it and whenever you're choosing it, I congratulate you for that. I honor you for that. I acknowledge you for that. Um, and I am acknowledging the freaking potent creator of you <laughs> that you are. Um, whether you're willing to acknowledge it or not, I'm just going to put that into the mix as well. Um, so I wanted to do just a quick invite, take a little bit of a, a moment here and um, – I have actually started, um, well, yeah, I've actually started (laughs) to put my ducks in a row to invite people to my community. So I have a link. It's on this replay page. I know a lot of folks hear uh, hear my shows in the replay. So if you will just scroll down and click on the sign up here, um, it is in bold, and you can just scroll down and click on the link to get on my list. Um, I know you might be going, oh, it's another email list. I don't want to get on another email list. And I totally get it. So, of course, I trust you to follow your own awareness. If it would be fun for you to to be a member of my community, um, the Living Beyond Linear community, I invite you to get on the list and come play with me. Uh, I I make absolutely no promise that you will get anything anywhere near a regular (laughs) interval of emails. I will email you when I have some things to share. I will email you with offers and special events. And um, I I might even email you with free gifts. So, um, you know, because there's bound to be a few of those in the mix. Uh, so if you like kind of what I do, how I roll, what I invite you to, or, you know, or just even, I don't know, maybe the way I sound. <laughs> if you like anything about coming to play with me, I invite you to scroll down and get on the list. Um, on my list. <laughs> it's kind of fun to say that. Um, I do desire to create a community um, where we can play together and create greater together and open up new spaces and possibilities together, exploring beyond linear, of course, because we're not going to ask any of it to make sense, and I will never ask you to ask it to make sense. Um, it's really more about exactly what we're talking about today, uh, shifting into a new perspective and really opening up to and acknowledging the more of us, the greater of us, the, the potency of us, the powerfulness of us, and really celebrating that with ourselves and with each other. 
So that's my invitation for you today. And um, for anybody who is hearing this show before Saturday, November 11th, or before like early morning, Saturday, November 11th, that's less than 24 hours from the, the airing of this show. I know it's a kind of a short notice if you haven't heard it already. I have my Saturday online psychic fair. You can actually go to the event page and uh, on my page at Living Beyond Linear on Facebook. You can find out all the details. And I'm basically offering half-hour sessions at the local event price for those of you who are all around the world who can't ever come see me or haven't been able to come see me in Dallas when I do psychic fairs. Um, you can actually sign up for an online reading with me at the psychic fair price, and it is pretty freaking amazing because that price is the best price you can find all around, even all over the world. So um, check that out if you want to. If you can't find any information, just email me, Keisha at Living Beyond Linear, and I will send the information to you. If you would like to do a session with me tomorrow, Saturday, November 11th. If it's past that and you still want to send me a question, you're welcome to do that because, you know, it, this is my work. This is what I do. So you don't only get to come on Saturday, November the 11th. <laughs> you can have a session whenever you want, and I can send you information about that too. So, oh, so what if we were to come together in the energy of our power and our potency? What if we were to start to cognitively choose to actually look for the things we have in common that are the things that light us up? And yes, thank you, Rhonda. Yes, 11-11 is a fantastic numerological day. So the energies, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm very excited. So, okay, little side note. And back to our thing. Um, or forward to our thing. So what if we were willing to be open to the higher common denominators? And I, I love the kind of interesting way that that energy bumps around because a common denominator, uh, the word common, I think, is, is kind of intriguing. It's, and yet, it's, it's appropriately describing what I'm curiously exploring here. It's, are we willing to acknowledge the potencies we have in common? Are we willing to start to really put more of our attention and our um, celebration <laughs> and our conversation on the potencies of us, the powerfulness of us, the brilliance of us, the resilience of us, the agility of our spirit, the, the, oh gosh, the capacities we have as creators and co-creators. And we don't have to name any of them. Like it doesn't have to be a certain thing we're looking for because again, we're not asking it to make sense. So what I'm aware of is that these are very different kinds of conversations that not many of us have really played with having yet. So are you willing to start to have different kinds of conversations? And yes, we can honor what has occurred for us. We can honor that we have come through some very difficult and challenging experiences in our life. And in some cases, they were extremely hard for us we can also honor that we came through them. So are we willing to do that? And are we willing to see the brilliance in other people? 
are we willing to see the potencies we have in common? Would you be willing to start to play with that? And I wonder what that could start creating in your own life, what energies that would invite, what awarenesses that would start to spark for each of you, for all of us. Are you willing to know the amazing things we have in common? And are you willing to begin to put your attention on those things? And then we become empowering with each other. Then we become co-creators of new experiences. Then we become explorers of possibilities beyond what has happened in our lives, beyond the things that we felt have reduced us. And are you willing to have that? I wonder. I wonder. (laughs) And I promise you, this will bring up your shit. It is a strange phenomenon. And I see it all the time, and I experience it in my own life. When we're willing to start to function in that way, it's as though we call up every awful thing that's happened in every lifetime. <laughs> like we're we're just putting a test in in the mix for ourselves of do you really want to do that? <laughs> so when you are faced with those moments, when you have those triggers activate for you, and when all of the yuckiness wants to come up in your face or feels like it wants to come up in your face, would you be willing to just Notice it. And then continue to tap into your awareness that you are more than that. These are things that occurred relative to choices you made. And none of those choices had to be a forever choice. It was just the choices we made. And when we are willing to create from new choices, when we're willing to make new choices to create beyond those moments, we will. You will. Please know I tell you this from experience and from my awareness and from what I know with a capital K about who we are and what is possible for us as creators. So I invite you this week to begin to play with the highest common denominator, the higher common denominator, the higher vibrational qualities that you could be creating your life from and see what shows up. In the meantime, I adore you and have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening today to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show with Keisha Clark. Connect with Keisha on Facebook at Living Beyond Linear for more offerings and events. And you have a standing invitation to join Keisha each week. Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.